Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Today, we're going on a digital transformation journey with Munza Hijazi, who's the co-founder at Execute. Hi, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here. No, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So before we get into what you do at Execute and digital transformation, let's find out a bit more about you. So can you you kind of give us an intro, a career background, all the things that you've done to get to where you are today? Yeah, um, much appreciated. Um, I uh, started out as a software engineer. Um, You know, I've been doing this for about, I guess, 15, 20 years now. I started off very early in age uh, as a young teenager, ended up just kind of going to college uh, before graduating um, high school and um, loved coding in general. I kind of pivoted into uh, digital transformation in this company in an organic way, I guess. Uh, I I generally love talking and working with people. And a lot of, you know, what we do with software is centered around real-world processes and real-world problems. Quickly um, found that uh, a gap in general is, uh, you know, being a bridge between software and and IT and and between stakeholders and business owners and things like that. So I got an opportunity after co-founding a startup, I got an opportunity uh, to help uh, the first client out. Uh, you know, this was, I guess, seven years ago with a project that was uh, very much uh, behind. Um, so ended up working with them, uh, being pivotal in, uh, you know, working with everyone involved and kind of helping leading the technical team. Um, and then at that point, you know, I, I really fell in love with it. So I started the company um, and um, we we kind of have grown from there. Um, my, uh, my brother and my mother actually jumped on board. Uh, you know, we have a Syrian background and um, family is really important. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm first generation United States um, citizen or immigrant. You know, it, it was a great step to see, like, uh, support from family. So they've jumped on and they're helping grow the company. And we've, over the last two years, we've, we've grown exponentially, thankfully. Um, Amazing. So, so real family affair then? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Talk to us about some of the problems that you help solve within Execute in terms of digital transformation, enabling organizations to apply digital tra- transformation through web, software, mobile. Right, right. So uh, it's it's really pretty much two uh, or, or three kind of main tasks that are important for digital transformation. A, it's really working with clients to understand, you know, what their problems are, and that can be difficult to to uh, to pin down. Uh, and then it's understanding what technologies they've already invested in, because many times um, technology is bought. Uh, or purchase as kind of a bit of a solution um, without really identifying the problem, nor without really kind of agreeing on what the solution really should be. So due to a lack of process or due to a lack of uh, knowing how to tackle communication problems or procedural problems, 
a lot of software is purchased and, and it's purchased because of the awesome marketing a lot of the technologies do you know you purchase um uh this this tool set you know just basically for example uh, slack or microsoft teams and all your problems are going to go away but in the real world of course you know after that purchase is done you know it just it's a piece of technology that lays around there so identifying the problem uh, and understanding what technology there is and then mapping out a, a game plan to really take you know companies from uh, their current situation their current state into really utilizing technologies available and um, finding using technology to kind of provide solutions rather than the solutions the uh, the IT dictating the solution, having the you know the, our clients dictate what the solution will be, and working and working with them to make sure that technology can do that. Yeah, so kind of flipping the flipping the problem on its head. Yes, yes, very much so. So, and it's kind of all badged under this digital transformation banner. So, tell us about some of the common themes that you're seeing in the whole digital transformation world. I assume there's lots of people wanting to move away from paper and Excel and all those other business tools that have been around for a while? Yeah, the COVID, you know, has accelerated this over the last two years. You know, COVID is, is uh, you know, a tragedy and a travesty. Um, but because of the lack of, you know, us being able to work in the same office together, uh, you know, technology really has, beca- has uh, become accelerated from an adoption standpoint. Um, so, uh, there is a, an interest in technology. There's also a renewed trust in technology, um, or not renewed, but a very much stronger trust in technology and the ability to work remotely. Um, and because of that, we, we've seen an excitement in general in being able to um, being able to start using uh, you know technology for for more than just talking and communicating. You know, Microsoft Teams, uh, Slack um, have become, and Google Hangout. You know, those those have become, or Google Meet, uh, it's called. Um, they've become Zoom. You know, they've become a a gateway into really starting to think about other things that we can use technology for. So there's there's a a much more of a um, much more of an interest and to, for for people to jump in. At the same time. Um, we see that, you know, all the old technologies or old ways of doing things, um, uh, such as doing everything via, you know, workbooks and email and things across the board and and having n- not too many uh, processes uh, to really uh, take advantage of technology is also there. Uh, so uh, we're trying to, you know, use the excitement and use a trust in technology to really help, you know, people jump to the next level and the nice thing is there is a, a desire right now for everyone to jump to the next level because of what what's happened and because of this whole transformation that's occurring and when you say the next level is is that level of maturity in terms of products they're using or ways that ways that they're using the data within those products yeah and with regards to also how much you know technology is leveraged to just do day-to-day tasks in general um, and, and how much technology is embedded into processes. You know, gone are the days where, you know, someone's walking around with a clipboard and checking things off or uh, generating a huge email 
with a, with a big checklist and having like 50 or 100 people and then having to knock on people's doors and things like that. Uh, really, everyone right now wants, you know, automatic reminders uh, on their, you know, on their products. So case management systems are seeing an uptick. You know, you see no-code solutions uh, like Salesforce seeing an uptick in, in usage or Pega and, and things like that. So there's a lot of solutions now that are working to automate day-to-day manual tasks, to automate communication between, you know, different parties. And then there's also a huge, now, because of that uh, increase in adoption, there's also an increase in trying to use the data that's output at the, the end result and use that data to make decisions. Like, you know, for, for some companies, you know, how many, how much, uh, how many leads have I been able to close in the last month that, um, that uh, came from email um, uh, from from the website, for example. Uh, these are all questions that are used to only be answered at uh, at the you know the biggest of companies, and now everyone has the trust and is trying to be able to make those those decisions and really uh, take advantage of data in that way. Where before a lot of people had it in a spreadsheet and and were trying to come up with that with that kind of thing manually. And have you got some good examples from other case studies you've worked on or you've seen in terms of how people have started to embark on that journey and done a good job or have almost completed that journey and done a a really good exemplar um, piece of work? Yeah, you know, um, uh, some clients I'm not able to go into all the details about, but, you know, we built a case management system for a client. um, And in that case management system, we also gave them the ability to you know, search for everything that they needed and uh, find the data they needed without having to rely on, uh, you know, uh, just a database person or someone in the middle just having to process all these requests and giving them the ability, which seems to be like at this point, you know, why don't people have the ability to find their data automatically? But because, you know, everyone was on board investing in, in the technologies, uh, the you know the stakeholders reached out and said you know getting and being able to make the decision that I just made in five minutes it used to take me like three weeks uh, and was very emotional about it uh, because essentially it it allowed them and freed them up to do so much more um, and, and there was a lot of pushback on you know uh, on on you know investing in technologies or or being able to have people access data and really figure out who needs to access what. But when all those dis- decisions happened and we were able to, you know, quickly build a solution for them, it it was a huge game changer uh, for them. And, and really, uh, you know, we've seen people, uh, you know, uh, essentially get really emotional about these kinds of things and say, well, you know, you have no idea how, just a little piece of technology or, or tweak here or tweak there, or even training on the technology that we have available to us and helping people talk about their problems kind of uh, have an impact on their lives. So it's a really powerful stuff then when people get it right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sorry. In terms of tips for people that are starting to embark on getting the most out of their technology. So you've referenced some, you know, bits of technology that people may have bought historically, um, that was solving a problem that almost created other problems potentially. Have you got some top tips for them to get the most out of either tech they've had or tech they're thinking to buy or ways of working? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing is is really taking some time and jotting down what data, what 
decisions uh, you're responsible for supporting um, and trying to just nail down, okay, where do I usually get that data? How do I get that data and, and what do I do with it? Um, the second thing is is probably understanding, you know, a lot of the tools that are available to, to you. Many times, um, you know, a tool might be there, but you or, or no one really knows how to take full advantage of that tool. So trying to just take some time to look around and understand the tool set. So if you're if you're in IT, uh, you you probably already uh, know the tool set off the top of your mind. But if not, um, work with you know IT and and really uh, request trainings and request you know brown bags and things like that. And and for IT leadership in general having those brown bags and trainings and things like that on the tools available to people are super helpful because it empowers them to really, uh, you know, start to trust themselves to use technology. A lot of times, you know, uh, people just don't trust themselves to jump in and use technology and invest time in learning a new tool. So really get educated on the, on the tools that you have available, get educated on, um, on uh, the decisions that you're making and where that data is coming from. Because when you understand some of the tools available, you'll be able to uh, integrate them into your flow. So, and then, and then third, uh, I think it's, it's trying to uh, understand that technology isn't the solution. It's just a tool. Really uh, when you, when you're thinking about, you know, uh, using a new technology and you learn how it works uh, you still need to take a step back and really figure out, okay, who who is everyone that's going to be involved and how can I get everyone to um, agree on how to use this tool rather than have the tool, you know, tell you how to run things. Um, try to kind of uh, see it as a tool and as a means to an end, not the end itself in many ways. So yeah, definitely those that are, uh, you know, uh, just to kind of talk about some of the, the tools that are usually available, um, 99% of, of clients that we work with either have something like Office 365 or have something like Google for Business um, already purchased. And part of those licenses, there are so many tools like, you know, Office 365 has Microsoft Teams, which, which is many, in many ways not really leveraged its full potential. Uh, there's things like Microsoft Lists, which allows people to create essentially, uh, you know, spreadsheets on steroids. Essentially, you can build in notifications, you can build in workflows without really knowing any code, as long as you just get trained up on those tools. Uh, you know, Microsoft Planner is something that's available to most people with, with Microsoft Office 365. And in general, it allows for, uh, you know, a lot of flexible ways of tracking and uh, the work being done on a project, um, just tasks and sharing tasks and creating task boards and things like that. Microsoft Whiteboard is, is a great tool for being able to brainstorm and collaborate on new ideas um, in real time. And all of these are tools available, but um, to, to most people with, for example, a Microsoft 365 uh, subscription, but they're just not being used because people either don't know about them or are or feel like they don't want to invest the time in, in learning about them. So, it, so lots of people may actually have access to some of these tools already without knowing and haven't either been told, shown, had the time to invest. So they, there might be some opportunity for people listening just to go out and explore the tools they've got, 
to make sure they're making the full use. And it also sounds from those tips that you provided there that understanding your data, understanding the flow of that data is critically important before you even consider technology. Exactly, for sure. And understanding the decisions that are being made and understanding the data that drives those decisions is really important for sure. And and communicating that across to everyone, right? Many times we'll find that there's one person that just understands the data and there's five people that are requesting the data um, from that person and it's a bit of a black box. So uh, usually <laughs> before even being able to uh, put a solution into production, there's a huge discussion that needs to happen around just educating everyone, not only on the tools, but on the data itself and where it's coming from and making sure that everyone's on the same page rather than just being nervous about, you know, what's happening, where the data is coming from, what's going to happen to us if this person, you know, goes, you know, we may have the tool, but there's this one person that just understands things and no one else really understands it. No, that makes sense. Yeah, we see that a lot where there's one person that's the the owner or the center of knowledge. And if they're on holiday, not their move job, then quickly things can unravel and, and fall apart. So no, really, really good tip. So Monzo, if people want to find out more about you and execute, where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah, our, our website's execute.com and, and we're pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, we'll be creating, we're, we're creating deep dives and, and case studies and um, videos as well on YouTube soon. So uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out. Brilliant. And we'll put the link in the podcast notes because it's execute, E-X-E-Q-U-T, isn't it, in terms of spelling? Yes, sir. Perfect. Last question from me then. So what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? That's a good question. So there's a couple There's a couple things that come to mind, uh, but um, making sure and surrounding myself with the right people and the right partners is something that... Um, uh, something that's resonated and, and being able to use that use that knowledge and, and support to not be overwhelmed by uh, the problems that uh, might be at hand so that you know we end up sometimes uh, things get really overwhelming especially with technology and communication and um, the different levels of, of education either for technology or for, uh, the problem that we're trying to solve and what the solution really is, um, that it's uh, having the right people around you that have the correct skill sets um, and and expertise in getting that information out and getting people to agree is uh, is is something that I've uh, lived by. Um, so try to make sure that our team uh, is very much checks those boxes. And um, be honest with uh, with our partners and and you know essentially clients. But we always treat them as partners on what we feel the knowledge gaps are uh, before we get uh, projects started, and making sure that we're all talking on the same level. Brilliant! No, really, really good sentiments to work and buy internally on with your clients, Monzu. It's been a, a pleasure to learn about you learn about the business some of the great work you're doing as i say we'll put the links to the website your linkedin profile etc on the in the show notes so that if anybody else wants a deeper conversation they can reach out but uh, yeah finally from me thanks for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure thanks simon pleasure's all mine i really appreciate it my friend